back together. Not that we ever really stopped being together, but it is reunion time, a two hour reunion. Although I can certainly think of five minutes at the end that they could have cut out, Sheldon. I'm John. I'm, <laughs> I'm stunned. I, I'm stunned that that was an actual thing that occurred. I still don't get it. I want to know who her agent is and what kind of deal the agent has, because that's just great work. I don't understand I mean, that. That got more promo than like Bow Wow during the 106 and Park years. I don't understand what's going on. First of all, what a reference with Bow Wow and the 106 and Park years. But also, I mean, I could, I think we can call it right now. Emmy's agent is the MVP of this week's episode of You Killed It, right? Like, surely. I just have, I just have so many questions though. Like, is that a real song? Like, is that a parody song? Is that like a Weird Al type song? Like, I can't tell if she's being serious, then seemed kind of serious. And then I made the mistake of trying to listen to some of the lyrics. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like this, I don't know. I'm just stunned. I, I, need an exp, I need an actual explanation in terms of what's going on. I'll say that. Two, well, maybe I'll save it. But I'll, I'll say like the MVP is clear who the MVP is, but we'll get to that. Okay, we will get to that. I got to tell you right now, I'm looking up the uh, top 40 Romanian hits of 2021. Wow. This is a Spotify playlist. I don't want that. That's Someone the research you come here for. <laughs> Someone out there has to know if <laughs> Emmy's I'm an Alien made the top 40. Anyway, this is You Killed It, the podcast about all things Emmy and the Alien song. Talking about the reunion to the challenge Spice, Lies, and Allies. I will say, in terms of formatting, in terms of editing, I really enjoyed the behind the scenes opening where we saw people getting their teeth whitened, which perhaps Kyle and Nani could pump the brakes on. And I enjoyed people like picking out their fits and stuff. And also, I mean, you and I always talk about this. This has to be the best dressed reunion we've ever had. Like everyone brought the heat. It wasn't like, you know how some seasons, like you'll have a Johnny Bananas or someone just wear like a t-shirt and ripped jeans. There's none of that this season. And I respect well, except for except for CT. And he barely even, he didn't even really show up. But he's got rich guy money. It's like Bill Gates is straight up just wearing Markburg <laughs> Warehouse, right? Like yeah. CT is rich enough now that he doesn't have to dress fancy. He can just wear the Gap and New Balance one-two punch and like he's good to go. He's, he's got yeah, that big yeah. money now, so I get it. He's also probably just, like, taking care of little Chris, right? Like, he's, mm -hmm. he's probably on dad duty, so I, I, I respect it. We've gone far too long doing this pod already without showing love to one of the OGs, Maria Manunos, still oh. out here killing him, like, I feel like Maria Menounos has been out here for like 20 years, just like killing the game. 20 years mm -hmm. at least, right? Like that is a solid, solid run to keep getting them checks as Maria yeah. Menounos still doing her extra thing. You know, you'll see her on extra or ET or whatever that is. She'll pop up on like, I know she pops up on some wrestling stuff every once in a yeah. while. Like 
she's all out here still getting them them checks and I got to applaud her. She deserves a slow clap. She's not the MVP, but you got to give her give her her flowers for sure. She's also she's good at hosting this show. Not everyone can mm-hmm. handle hosting, but she does it. Like she gets the job yeah, done. I feel the need to clarify here too. Like, of course, you know the assumption is I'm shutting up Maria Menounos because I think she's dope. Yes, no. I do think yeah. that she's dope. But also, like, she was getting in, like, on top of the dopeness, the reason why you survive for so long, because there's tons of dope-looking people out here in this world. But the reason you survive for that long and you keep getting these gigs is because you can actually do the job really, really well. And I emphasize the really, really well part because, as, you know, we've seen on the challenge, they get a lot of random people to come through and, and host these reunion shows, but very few people were going in with reass and like putting people on the spot, you know, pinning them down, getting them to answer questions, whether it was Fessy, whether it was Amanda, like the reass are key. It's one thing to write out the real question, right? Like the producers or whatever will feed them the questions, cool. But when you see the reasks, when you see them come off the cuff with the follow-up question, that's when you know someone's doing work. So I apologize if I just came off with the energy of just shouting out the dopeness of Maria Menounos because she is dope. But I need mm-hmm. to emphasize the reason why she's still around because she puts in that work. She does. And while you were going on that little rant, which I loved, I did some quick background research and you were right on the nose. She's been at this for 20 years. She made her Entertainment Tonight like first appearance as a reporter in 2003. So wow. like she's, she's really been at it for nearly 20 years. She was in the Fantastic Four film back in 2004, getting romanced by Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Wow. So she, she's been out there working as a reporter, doing the thing. For 20 years and just like if you think about all the other hosts they've had on these reunion specials to me it's between her and the Miz as mm-hmm. people who do it well but the problem with the Miz is he doesn't turn off the wrestler voice like he's always yeah. shouting yeah. and like yeah no yeah. one needs encouraging to shout on the challenge reunion there's enough shouting as it is you true. know and true, I feel like true, Maria Menounos there's a great job of, like you said, asking those follow-up questions. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, not putting up with anyone's shit while also not shouting anyone down. Like, yeah. we'll get to yeah. it when we get to it. But, like, she put Fessy in his place and, like, did it well without raising her voice. So mm-hmm. just shout-outs to shout-outs. But I was glad that Maria was the uh, host, the MC this little shindig while we're yeah, talking about yeah. outfits whose outfit did you like best it's a very good question i'm not sure whose outfit i like best and that's just because i was wildly distracted by manuel and like <laughs> i mean if people annoyed me during the season all that happened during the reunion is just they reaffirmed why they annoyed me during the season That starts with the Manuel, that's Emmy, that's, you know, like Josh, you know, it was just a weird, weird 
I mean, it, it was just a weird, weird showing. So I don't really know who, who looked the best. I can't really pin that one down. I mean, I think Amanda just overall had a, a pretty solid performance, but I will say there were some clean suits like Fessy suit was clean. I thought, you know, it's a clean suit. Um, I'm trying to think who else, like I remember. I liked uh, Casey's tuxedo. Yeah. It was a bold it, look. It really worked for me. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm a little over the like suit with no socks and like a sneaker kind of look, but Casey mm -hmm. really made it happen. Yeah. Casey, Casey had a really it. good reunion. And I think like she, her honesty about what her gameplay is made me like her more, right? Like yeah. she's purposely being boring, which I dislike but I liked her honesty in, in admitting that. Um, but yeah, let's go through this. Cause I have a, like, I have a lot to say about the little that happened in this reunion. There was, there's not a lot of meat on the bone for this reunion. And I will say though, the one thing I will say is you can tell it was so bad that they didn't stretch it to two episodes. No, I don't think they could have. Right. That's what I'm saying though. There was right? a lot of ads. There was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And there was a like five minute song segment, like talking about filler. They definitely yeah. had to get from, you know, an hour and 10 or an hour and 50 of content plus commercials to uh, two and hours. I, I also think too, there wasn't that much actual stuff like for union stuff to actually talk about. It no. was more of a recap of the season. Right, because yeah, it was, not yeah. much actually happened on this reunion that it's like, yeah, let's talk about this or let's talk about that. And I'm tiptoeing around because I want to save what I, I had to say for a lot of what the actual stuff that did happen. But like the beginning part with Emmy and Berna, you know, they're going back and forth. And or no, I guess I, I split. I skipped a part. Sorry, because I do want to ask you this question about Kyle, because okay. they asked they're talking about the money and splitting the money. And they said that would Kyle have split the money? He says, yes. CT says, no. I say, I think anyone would have split the money just because they've seen how bad of a look it's been for everyone, for the, the people who haven't, for Ashley, let's say, and, and bananas and just how much that stuck with them. But mm -hmm. what do you think? Do you think Kyle would have kept the money? I think Kyle would have split the money for sure. I think so too. The reason why I thought more about this after our last episode, and I thought about it when they were asking this question, last episode of You Killed It, I pointed out that like CT's team won. And I said, you know, like he and Devin and Kyle were basically operating as a team. They had their bumps in the road for sure, but they've been operating as a unit now for like two seasons. But then I thought about it more. And beyond that, like aside from Casey who's like firmly team big brother like Devin and Tori are super tight and Emmy and CT are obviously super tight or were tight this past season so like if you think about it, five of the top six competitors were all friends and like allies and like working in tandem and even then like Casey Tori and 
and Devin were all part of the Emerald cell that dominated. So like this idea that Kyle would somehow get selfish, I just don't buy because he genuinely liked everyone there, right? Like the people yeah. that he had beef with weren't there. And I just, and he was also thinking about how upset he got when CT said that they weren't friends outside of the show. Yeah. Like I yeah, think Kyle's true, really true. invested. He's certainly invested in his friendship with Devin. And I think he's genuinely invested in um in everyone else. Like, I mean, the knock on Kyle has always been he doesn't take the competition seriously. So why are we gonna then flip it on him and say oh, Kyle doesn't take the competition seriously, but he would fuck everyone over. Like, which is it? I know they're not quite mutually exclusive. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's in him. Like, I, th I think he would have split it. Maybe not like exactly the way CT split it with, and Casey split it, 800, 100, and 100. But like, I think he, I genuinely think he would have split it. I agree. I, I agree. Um, I don't like the Emmy and Berna thing was so weird because they basically just had the same argument they had on the show. Um, yeah. And they were cool. Like they showed us later behind the scenes when your girl Emmy was talking about farting and they seemed. Why was cool. that the least shocking thing? Why was <laughs> I not shocked by that comment? When I feel like in most instances, if someone else said that I would have been like, Oh, I would have had some reaction. <laughs> i'm just gonna leave thought, it at that i thought emmy gave a shitty apology when she just said i'm sorry over and over again like i thought that was unnecessary but i did yeah, like amanda's, she doesn't really mean it no i did like amanda's throwaway comment josh did you get your jewelry at claire's that is such <laughs> a like perfect like one-off like josh is sitting there minding his own business They've definitely seen each other for at least the past hour. And Amanda's just like, hey, fuck you. And then like goes back to her back to her stuff. I uh, I thought that was really funny. And I'd like to think that's the kind of thing I'd say to one of my friends, just like a throwaway chirp and then like move on with your life. Yeah. That's my style. I'm into it. Um do you, do you have a lot to say about the Tasha Taka Tori beef? I, no. I honestly forgot about this. This was a long season of the challenge. It really was. And, you know, it's just another example because mainly, you know, this whole, this whole reunion broke down to maybe five people. And even, you know, we're talking about Tasha and Tori, but this is really just another example of a weird season that Tori had. Yeah. Right. Because she didn't win again, but she was just messy. And even with all her messiness, it got her pretty far. Right. She yeah. got pretty far, but it wasn't a good. Um, I don't think it was a good political season for Tori. Right. Like, and especially no. after this reunion, like she didn't come off well, like in this, you know, she admitted herself, she over politicked right. Mm -hmm. Trying to ask Tatcha who she wanted to go against and then putting her in against Amber Right. And we'll get to what else was going on with her for sure. But like, it just wasn't a good look. And same thing. I don't think it was a good look for uh, Amber just because like, 
again, Amber, she could be trying to come off as, you know, oh, I'm just nice. And that's just how I am. And that's who, right. But like, we know that's not it, right? Like Mm -hmm. we've seen you, you know, turn up, let's say, right. So people just don't trust you and that's fine. People think that you're fake. That's just what it is, you know? And I, I think her spiel trying to cover for herself doesn't work. And her and Tori, the reason why I'm talking about them together is because I feel like they suffer from the same issue. It's very obvious when they're playing to the camera and trying to play this like, woe is me, I'm just so nice. Like, why doesn't anybody like me? I'm just nice, right? And it's like, mm, I'm not buying it. That's just me. That's just me. I was it. Who was it that said, was it Taka who said, or Amanda that said that they think Amber is fake because she's always talking about how nice and loyal she is? Uh, it might have been Priscilla in one of the, it, it was in Priscilla, one of the confessionals, right. like in the actual episode. It's just like people who are nice don't need to tell you that they're nice. They're just nice. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's true. absolutely true. Um, I have an important question for you, though. Why do people from Tennessee like hugging more than the rest of us? Yeah, I have no idea. I can't really say I know many people from Tennessee either, so I I have no idea. I just thought that was BS. I thought that was just like something you say when you know that there's not a lot of people from down south, so you can kind of you know, go off with these, the positive stereotypes? I mean, I think it's one of those horseshit um, sort of self-applied stereotypes that people like to sometimes give themselves. Like, you know, you always hear like any person from any European country will be like, oh yeah, I'm from this European country. We really know how to drink. Like, yeah. They, you guys, you can't all like, you can't all claim to really know how to drink, right? Like the Russians, the French, the Germans, the English, the Irish, the Swedish, mm-hmm. the Spanish, you can't, the Italians, you can't all be saying, we really know how to drink. You're all just alcoholics and that's okay. But it's like the same sort of thing, like this. It's like when people say, like, oh, I really like family. Like, oh, you like family? What a bold stance like yeah, amber yeah. you like hugging because you're from tennessee how brave of you what a, what a distinct cultural trait that tennesseans like hugging more what like you just again you're just trying to make good tv very cognizant about how you're going to come off on the show and who you're trying to portray yourself as right and you could have given different lines and it would have been either Tori saying it or Amber saying it. Cause they're, they're kicking the same game. Um, speaking of kicking same game, kicking terrible game was Josh and Fessy. Like a big part was his Josh and Fessy fight. And yeah, I mean, the one thing I got to say, I give Josh credit for is that Josh said he kept stopping other people and saying, I'm not, I don't blame Tori and I don't blame Corey. He blamed himself, yeah. which is right. Cause like you can't. And then mind you later on in the episode, Josh like reverts back to blaming other people for the Amanda thing, but it's another story. We'll get there. But, but in this instance, it's like, 
you didn't have to do anything, right? It's great that they brought you into this and they gassed you up, but you still had to go and like, you fell into making TV the same way that Tori is constantly making TV, right? Josh tried to like play it up and be like, oh, maybe I'll pretend and, and you know, kind of have a little fight with Fessy here. And it just got out of control. Yep. I had the same note. I really liked and I really respected how he owned his own behavior. Yeah. Um, he didn't even, he, I mean, he was visibly drunk in that clip and he didn't even blame it on being drunk. And I really liked and respected Josh in that moment. Um, I got to say, I didn't like the energy that Nani was bringing, though. Like, she really sort of lectured Josh about, like, yeah. not letting people wind him up. And I didn't, I did not like it. I Like, I can't believe I, I wanted to defend Josh, but I, I wanted, like, the way Nani, like, turned around to face him directly. I was just like, Nani, like, he's owning his own behavior. He's not blaming Tori and Corey. He knows he shouldn't let them wind him up. Like, you don't yeah. need to pile on to him right now and, like, give him the sort of condescending motherly lecture. Like, it, uh, I did not like that at all from that. Yeah. It, that was the low light for me. And, like, hey, longtime listeners know that I'm, I'm not often in Josh's corner, but in this two-minute segment, I liked him a lot. I totally agree. And I thought, you know, Nani of all people acting and lecturing Josh is hilarious to me as if like, we don't remember the drunk noodles, right? Yeah. Like we don't remember like Nani's whole career on the challenge. Like just because you picked one season to lay in the background, the whole season, not really do much, stay out of trouble. Or if we go by what some people are saying online, because of who won, they kind of didn't show some of the messier parts of Casey and Nani's game, which we don't know, but that's just some stuff floating around on, on the interwebs, we'll say, right? But my point is, just because Nani had one season where she kind of sat back, now all of a sudden, you're the principal, right? I yeah. don't know. I didn't buy it. I didn't forget sure. about the noodles, Nani. I didn't forget about the drunk noodles and throwing the noodles. That was just like, what, two seasons ago, three seasons ago? I don't yeah. know. Wasn't that long also, ago? Nani and Josh are real life friends and they have had lots of opportunities to talk about all that and will continue to have opportunities to talk about that. He doesn't need that lecture on national television. Like you're going to get another chance <laughs> to revisit this Nani. Maybe yeah. just like take it easy on your guy. You know, he's wearing his jewelry from Claire's. Like, give him give him a break. It's Josh. He's going to have a hard reunion no matter what happens. Don't pile on. Um, I will say I enjoyed as they sort of like broke down who ate the pizza. I feel like they never actually determined who ate the pizza. I loved all the slow-mo, like frozen shots of people drunkenly eating pizza. They all looked yeah. so bad. It was very funny. Yeah, I mean, no, they did say who ate the pizza, didn't they? They said someone took, they said it was Priscilla because someone took Priscilla's pizza, right? Yeah. But like we didn't um, get resolution as to who ate Priscilla's pizza is my problem. Yeah, um, yeah my problem that, was Fessy. Oh, Fessy was such a pain. First of all, just 
so sulky throughout this entire thing, like m- making mean faces at things that had nothing to do with him, like just a black storm cloud in the corner by himself. And then this idea that he could punch CT, like our guy Fessy clearly hasn't gone back and watched the tape yet. CT literally unhinges people's jaws for fun. And now CT has old man strength, right? Like he's about our age, a 38, 39-year-old guy has that crazy old man dad strength. Like he's, he's wrestling toddlers now. Like that gets the small muscles fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. But I don't think Fessy really cared about who won. Fessy's just super thirsty trying to get to the money and any yeah. means necessary, right? He wants to do some celebrity boxing just because how many times did he say, oh, we could make some money off this. Oh, this would sell out. Oh, th- and would it sell out? I don't know. I don't think it would. Like, I mean, who knows? Because this Jake Paul stuff, I know people were watching that. I didn't watch it, but, you know, I get it. Celebrity boxing is a thing. I just found that my guy came off as super thirsty trying I to get like CT to fight I like how Nelson put it when he pretended to be on the phone. He's like, hey, yeah, you know how I got kicked off the show and you won money? Well, I need some money now, too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that pretty, was a good line from pretty, Nelson. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good lines from Amanda. And, Ooh. you know, the Amanda versus Tori thing kind of was sprinkled throughout this whole thing. But it began with the conversation about Amanda going to Josh and basically asking which member of his team should she swap with if she were to win. And, you know, Josh, you could tell is still trying to lie. Meanwhile, we've seen the tape and he should know that we've seen the tape. But beyond that, they keep saying Amanda made Josh look shady. No, No, Josh, you look shady because you were being shady. He could have said anything else. Even if everyone's like, oh, well, Amanda led you down that path and she knew what she was doing. Cool. That's great. He still could have said, I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not going to say a name. You're going to do what you're going to do, regardless of what I'm going to say anyways. So why do you need me to say a name? There's so much that he could have said. He could have even said, Amanda, I see what you're trying to do, and I'm just not going to participate. He could have said, Amanda, there's a camera right there. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to, I'm not having this conversation. There's so many things that he could have said and i don't know he just he's he's definitely a people pleaser and like that is his downfall like he is way too concerned with what the person in front of him thinks of him um yeah i was interested that they were talking about the amanda tory beef Mm -hmm. and tory says like straight up, like, I don't understand why you dislike me so much. What is the source of our issue? And f- for perhaps the first time ever, Amanda did not have an answer. No, it's because they didn't want to get into it. Yeah. Like they all that's... know what the issue is. They all know it stems from Fessy. Like it stems, first off, it stems with, I agree with Amanda. Tori is fake, right? And I agree with Amanda with everything about what she said about Tori. Tori is a chameleon, depending on who's on the season. She's everybody's best friend. And, you know, when you can't get a good read on someone, 
I don't mess with them either. And I know that a lot of people might not feel the same way. Amanda might rub people the same way, but I relate to a man in a certain situation because I'm very, uh, I'm very much like her in this sense where if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. It's just that simple, right? Like there's some people that I know I just don't vibe with and I don't fuck with them and that's it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. really like phony people when I don't know, like I would rather someone who's an asshole, but I, I at least know who they are. So I know how to act accordingly rather than the person who's like always shifty, always has an angle, always like everyone's best friend. Nah, 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 nah. I don't like that. But the problem is one, the majority of society is not like that. Two, it's getting even worse in this era of like everyone trying to be everyone's friend because, you know, networking is what we try to call it now. Or, um, you know, you're trying to build relationships and everybody's everybody's friend. Like, I don't I don't mess with that. So I relate with Amanda in this situation. Also, the, mm-hmm. the worst part about it for her is that they're doing a TV show. Yeah. So on the flip side, there is a side of this where can you really get mad at Tori or Michelle or whoever else for who's being fake when they're on a TV show trying to like act and build a brand and put out a certain person? Now, does that come out as being fake? Yeah, but it's TV. It's reality TV and there ain't nothing real about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of part of the job. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I had some sympathy for Tori. I agree that Tori can be fake. And, and like, I like Tori, but she can be fake. But also, Amanda has to get over Fessy's history with Tori. Tori and yeah. Fessy yeah. happened before uh, Amanda and Fessy. Mm-hmm. And in the um, immortal words of Kyle Christie, you can't unfuck someone. And, True. you know, it is what it is. And Amanda, ha- I mean, it's Amanda's whole viewpoint is so conflicted here. Because on the one hand, yeah. she says the right things. Like she says, Fessy, you're a dog. You want to play that single life. And that's your business. I'm trying to raise my child with a strong male role model and she's right on all those points but her actions are not backing up her words and that's on amanda right and like so she's talking big talk about wanting boundaries but she's not setting those boundaries and you know she's clearly insecure about fessy's past with tori and with michelle Mm -hmm. and part of that insecurity is she knows that Fessy, if they get back together, that Fessy is probably going to fool around with someone else. So yep. the key yep. issue here is Fessy's got to go. Like, don't be mad at Tori for something that happened before you, Amanda, came on the scene. Instead, recognize that you feel some kind of way about Tori and Michelle because you're insecure about your relationship with Fessy. Because Fessy's yeah. a dog, which you know. So kick him to the curb. Like, so you can do better, things. Amanda. A couple things here. So I scrolled ahead because I wrote this down later on, but we'll, we'll get there. But 
it fits better here, right? And it was just more so about Amanda. And I think, and I don't know Amanda at all. Can't claim to know Amanda. But I will say there are characteristics. And if I was to get my low-level shrink on here, I and maybe I'm saying this because it's a little bit of self-reflection on my part here as well, you know? But I feel like at certain times in our lives, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And that's why she has this like rough exterior to defense yep. mechanism. That's why she has no time for fake people who or people who she can't put her expectations into, right? Because when they're not met, you end up disappointed. And then rather than be disappointed, you just hurt people, right? Now, again, as I said earlier, I can accept mistakes and flaws if that's actually you and you're genuinely making mistakes. But I can't, like, if I can't trust that you're being genuine, that's where I see the problems coming in. That's the first thing I'll say about Amanda, okay? The second thing I'll say, it's a little bit of life advice here, right? We got people from all ages and could be listening to this show. So I don't know how old you are, right? Or I don't know how many different relationships you've been in your life or anything like that. I don't know who's listening to this pod right now. Not really sure. But I'll say this, one of the wisest words, wisest things I've ever heard in my life when it comes down to relationships is the simple words, remember how you got in. I feel like I've said this before on this pod, probably a while ago talking about something else, but remember how you got in. And the reason why I say that is because if you're Amanda, how did you get with Fessy? Right? Yep. It was messy. So it's going to continue to be messy. Yeah. You can't be mad at that. That's how you got in. That's what it was. So that's what it's going to be. That's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. You, you know what? Um, you have used that before, that phrase, and it's something I've taken to heart and use in my life. So there you go. It's, As of I. Good As of I. I'm just sharing the knowledge. I'm just sharing the yeah. knowledge, passing it along passing along the wise, wise words that were passed along to me. On, on that note, I thought there was a telling exchange in this moment where Amanda mm-hmm. at one point turns and looks at Emmanuel and says, stop trying to get a call back. And, <laughs> I mean, it was funny because Emmanuel was weighing in and being himself. Emmanuel. But also, you know, sometimes I think people project in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that could easily be said to Fessy as well. Ooh. Right? Like Fessy is definitely on some level trying to be the villain of the challenge. And we mm. saw Polly do the same thing. And I feel like Amanda might be redirecting some well-deserved hostility toward Fessy to a man well. She also said, worry about your costume, bro, which I thought- Oh was- yeah, that's my line of the episode, by far, instantly. She turned around while he was jumping in and she said, worry about your own, why don't you worry about your fucking costume, bro? I thought that was amazing. That was so perfect. That made me actually laugh out loud. She's- I'm telling you right now, she was the MVP of this reunion. If Amanda's not in this reunion, this would have been so trash and nothing yeah. would have happened. And 
She had good moments, bad moments. She had moments where she was acknowledging getting dummied by Tori, and she took that. She ate that. She had moments where she was sitting there taking in the fact that, um, you know, she was looking kind of dumb because of Fessy. Like, all of that. Plus, she was hitting the high notes and just being herself as well. Right, wrong, or indifferent. She was Amanda. Speaking of hitting the high notes, they sort of reviewed all the hookups. And they went yeah. over a bunch of hookups that we weren't aware of. And like mm-hmm. some of them had me floored. So off the hop, did I hear it right that Josh and Ashley made out? Yeah, I mean, I guess so, which obviously adds another wrinkle into what happened. That's exactly right? what I was going to say. It's a whole whole new dimension on the fight that they had. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot going on in the house, but also it makes you really interested in what we've been talking about in terms of how they've changed this, you know, CBS Viacom and made it very much more survivor than MTV. It's made it yep. more CBS than MTV. And it's like, it makes you wonder, wait, what kind of show could they have been editing? That might have yeah. been a little more fun to be watching. You know what I mean? Um, but again, was, there are people that like the show now. So I don't know. I got to I gotta also point out that Ashley kissed Gabo, which again, sure. puts her fight with Nelson into a whole new light. If she's making out with Josh and kissing Gabo, well, then my opinions on her beef with him hooking up with Berna, whole different light. And Fessy yeah. and Bettina also apparently hooked up. And then, I'm so sorry, you're going to hate this. But we got to talk about Emmanuel and Tori. Tori farted in the room, and Emmanuel's like, damn, that's my girl. And I was just wondering, Sheldon, what kind of fart do you think attracts a man like Emmanuel? I'm not even gonna like <laughs> I can't believe I was actually about to answer that. Or I was like, no, I'm not engaging in such like no. I was actually about to answer that with like a real answer and like a real reason. I was like, wait, what am I doing? I'm not talking into a microphone that will live forever on the interwebs answering that question. No. No, not going to happen. You almost got me, though. I will say you almost got me. This is I will say, all I will say <laughs> is, yo, come on, man. What, what are we doing, man? What part of the game is that? Is, is there a particular kind of fart that would work wonders for what? you? <laughs> no. There's so much that, I, yeah, No. No. So Tori visited Emmanuel in Romania, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're still enjoying each other's company. Uh, Maria yeah, I mean, asked, until next season, until next season, and there's more people in the house, and there's more people for Tori to meet next season. That's all. And more people for Emmanuel to meet next season. He has a very uh, liberal definition of the word love. Well, I wrote this down and I, and I need, I need the, the female, the women 
who listen to this pod, who enjoy this pod, the regulars who, who love this pod. I need y'all to do me a favor, okay? As a single man, I need to understand something here. What is it really about a Manuel that has the house all turned up? I just need to know. Is it the vampire thing? Does it make him kind of like interesting? You know, he's kind of like, you know, he's, he's interesting. He's deep. He's different. He's out there. Like, is, is that what it is? Is it the tattoos? Like, he's kind of cool. Is he just funny? Right? Because like humor, is that it? I don't know. I just got to know. Like, what, what, what's the vibes here that I'm clearly missing something that I should be seeing that when I'm watching the show? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I'm able to say, yo, Fessy's out here putting in work. Okay, I get it. I understand, right? Emmanuel, I, I just don't. I don't get the hobo vampire thing. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. He really looks like an, an extra from Blade 3. Like, he... Yeah. I don't get it. And, like... Whew, I don't but find like, it... Like, particularly charismatic you know and like maybe maybe he's one of those people that's funnier in the room and like it doesn't mm -hmm. translate well but i don't i don't see it i don't see it tori putting in this the frequent flyer miles to romania yeah. hanging out with the grandma meanwhile when they asked like oh so are you gonna come visit tori he was like uh oh yeah 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 i'm gonna come to america it's like, that wasn't the question, bro. And they kind of just let that slide. But hey, Tori, do you. Do you, Tori. Do you. She, she is on the rebound after a major breakup. So I'm not mad at Tori. Tori, do you. Get yours. Why not? Mm -hmm. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Get to travel the world. Why not? Yeah, we already touched on the... Fessy and Amanda situation. I don't, uh, do we need to, because they circled Fessy back. Fessy, Amanda, and Michelle. Um, the only thing I want to know is like, what is Harry Potter world? Oh, I mean, it's I like, didn't. I didn't want you to actually answer that. What really, <laughs> I said it, I asked it and I'm like, oh no, John's actually going to know. And he's actually yeah. going to try to give me a full breakdown of what Harry Potter world is. Well, I meant more so is that's the game we're running here, Fessy. I like that. That's kind of a, you know, that's not what you'd expect from Fessy. That's just, that's, I'll give Fessy a little credit for that. You know what I mean? Cause that's not what you'd expect from him. You see how that one might work, you know, that, that fade away, you know, not his normal step back jumper, you know, might be a little dribble through the legs around the back, spin move, left hand, you know, hit him with a little something different. Yeah. It's That's an amusement park, just that, just so you know. It's it's okay. at Universal Studios. It's like an area. Um, uh, so that was the only part I wanted to bring up. That and your boy Devin, who kept jumping in the middle, being like, "Wait, Amanda, so are you guys on or off right now?" <laughs> I, I gotta say, Devin and Kyle were doing great work in this segment, just like adding things in. Like yeah. when Michelle said to go to Harry Potter world, they're both like, well, I mean, you have to, like, how could you not? <laughs> <That was so laughs> I thought good. those two were funny. Although, man, I know I alluded to it earlier. I found it hard to look at Kyle and Nani with their super fake, like bright white veneers. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like guys, like switch some coffee around and make them look like human. Like it is rough. Like they're yeah. both attractive people and like, hey, it's their bodies. They can do what they want. But like, I find it hard to look at those fake ass teeth on both of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you too. And I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon here, but I found it really hard to pay attention to the Casey and Nani segment. And, yeah, you know, I'm not mad at love. I'm happy for them. They seem like really nice people. We've seen Nani a lot on the show and a lot of different relationships and she seems happy and cool. I'm happy for her. And Casey, maybe it's just because Casey doesn't really show enough of her personality on the show, which makes me just not care overall. Maybe that's it. But like, I didn't pay attention. Like they went in for a while and then I realized, oh, they're so like, I realized that I caught myself that I tuned out. But then I caught myself because I was like, oh, this has been going on for a while. Then they finally just got to the fact of them moving in together. It sounds like Nani's moving to San Diego. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll say this, like moving from Florida to San Diego, huge upgrade, like massive. Because you still, not only is it like obviously great weather, but San Diego has like the best weather in North America. It Mm -hmm. never rains there, but it's not hot. And also you're not in Florida. Like what a massive upgrade for NAMI. And I'm happy for them. But like you, I tuned out. Kyle O'Reilly made his AEW debut, and I find, found myself watching that on Instagram while this segment was going on. Trust me. I have no idea what to, language you were just speaking. There's someone who's listening who knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know who, <laughs> but someone, someone's going to be like, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly did debut on Dynamite, and that's sick. So someone's got my back on this. Is he related to Ryan O'Reilly or Bill O'Reilly? No. Okay, just checking. He's a he's a pro wrestler. It's very exciting. He kicks people really hard. He's like a vicious little animal. It's great. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, take your word for it. You're channeling some CT right now when they're going over his issues with Big T, and he says, "Guys, I'll be honest. I don't know what we're talking about." <laughs> yeah. I was with them. I was with them. Like, come on, Big T, get over it already. And and you have to put yourself in CT's shoes. What reason does she, CT have to, like, still be trying to, you know, be your partner or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. Could I, he go about it in a different way? Sure. But come on. His his apology was lacking compared to his apology to her at the last reunion, which I thought was quite sincere. I just think he's over it. And, like, I yeah. think Big T's got to get on that same wavelength. They're not going to be friends. Um, I'll be honest. I'm over it, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of over it, Esther and Taka were friends and then were not friends and maybe aren't friends. I wasn't super interested in this, except this segment had my line of the episode where Taka was listing off all the things that Esther had done that hurt her. And she said that she tagged Esther on Instagram in her stories twice. And both times Esther didn't repost it. And Josh goes, she didn't repost it. Esther, 
<laughs> and that <laughs> is, I think, the first time Josh has ever been funny on purpose. But that made me laugh out loud. That was, that was legitimately funny. Like just the way he mockingly was exasperated, said Esther, like, come on, you know better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of the rare times Josh looked good because I thought what happened there, him and Tori, I'm going to link them together because they both just came off as bad liars. First, Josh, you know, Josh just wanted to put Corey in the whole time. And then now he's trying to like lie and be like, oh, I'm friends with everybody. And it's like, you can't be friends with everybody and try to have everybody win. You chose Logan because you thought Logan's a rookie and he would be easier for you to baby win against in a final as opposed to Corey. That's all it was. Just be honest and say that. And everyone be okay with that. Same with, as I said, Tori, you're helping a man well over Devin. Why? Because I'm going to assume that you wanted Manuel to stay in the house longer because y'all were having some fun. And yeah. are you really going to be going to Romania multiple times? How often are you going to be in Romania? So you might as well get the Romania while the Romania is with you now in the house. That's why you're trying to help my dude win. Not, what did she say? I'm a big cheerer. Like, yeah. miss me with, like, what are we doing here, Tori? That's what Amanda's talking about. And that's what I can't fuck with. And shout out to Nelson. I can't even believe I'm saying that so many times, but Nelson calling her out, big move. Yep. Uh, then we had a brief appearance from TJ. <laughs> which uh, was funny. Which was funny. He did really well. <laughs> he came off well. Uh, we had... You alluded to it, but the conversation about Josh and Corey and their beef, Josh, again, just looked bad. At least he owned again, like, yeah, that looked shady. And then the main event, Emmy has a costume change. So His once again, before, yeah. I got nothing, question, I, I don't, yeah. Jeez. My only question for you, Sheldon, is was this performance better or worse than her first performance? Come on, man. I'm not putting energy into this. I'm not being a part of the machine at MTV and Emmy's agent and putting, putting more energy into promoting Emmy or this song. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Nope. So we've said what our lines of the episode are. I gather Amanda's your MVP. You've been pretty declarative about that. 1,000% and it's not even close. I'm still going with Emmy's agent as being the MVP. I wasn't kidding when I said that off the top. Just because she's, you got to assume she's not the biggest star in Romania. Like, she can't be. But she's getting the best international airtime of any Romanian pop star. Yeah, like, I mean... I mean, put it this way. All season of You Killed It, we've talked about how we're not getting most of the music on this show. That MTV is paying for rights for in the United States and sometimes plays in Canada. But you know what song we've heard twice? I'm an Alien by Emmy. Like, she's getting international play that other, like, legitimate North American hits 
from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s and 2010s is not getting in Canada or the United States. And like, I don't know how they arranged this deal. Not once, but twice. But here it is. So Emmy's agent, you killed it this week. Cause like this is this is more money from streaming or whatever. Cause you know people are gonna like be like, man, I gotta listen to that whole song. Or like, did I really just hear that lyric? Well, I want people to write in and, and like message us like am I, are we just off? Like, is this a good song? Do people like this song? Have people like searched and added this to their Spotify or Apple music playlist? Like, I don't know. I'm just asking. I like to, you know, we have our opinions, but I want to hear from the people. I mean, I don't mind saying I have both good taste in music and bad taste in music. Like there's some legitimately Mm -hmm. terrible songs that I really like. You and I do not see eye to eye on my favorite song of all time jump around by house of pain and i know that and like i'm glad it doesn't get in the way of our friendship but even with my bad taste in music like i was listening to s club seven today like i like some bad music i can't get down with this (laughs) i can't get on board with emmy's music my guy said s club seven yeah (laughs) don't stop never give up (sighs) Hold your I'm, head high. I'm familiar. And reach the top, Sheldon. So I'm familiar. familiar. We grew up in a different generation, man. We grew up in a different generation where all these pop songs, you know, just because of the way that we consumed um, music videos. You'd come home, you'd sit down and you watch music videos and you were at the mercy of whatever they were playing. So if something was popular, that was that. Like, I, I think I talked about this on this pod or maybe it was the other yeah. pod. I'm confused. But the Alanis Morissette music box, did we talk about mm-hmm. that on this pod? No, we did not. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's we really, first off, it's a really good doc. And, you know, we're Canadian. Alanis Morissette's Canadian. So, of course, I was going to give that the time of day. But it was so funny because in my mind, I was like, wait, I actually, like, know these songs. And I can't yeah. say that I ever in my life was actually bumping Alanis Morissette. Like I never had a CD. It was never in my eardrums. You know, this is before, like, Apple Music or whatever. But just off like radio play and for us here in Canada, much music, which is MTV, but our version, right? Like just through that, I was like, wait, I know these songs. So the, and I'm saying this because first off, the doc is incredible. It's just a a great doc. I love documentaries and I love music. So I'll watch music docs on all kinds of stuff, even stuff I don't really listen to. But in this instance, I was like, I was surprised. Like I was just like, oh, wait a second. Like, I don't know enough about Alanis Morissette, but I sat there and watched the doc and then all the songs start coming on. I'm like, whoa, I actually like know these songs. Like what's, what's happening here? I had to catch myself. You know what, though? Alanis Morissette, her songs hold up. Like, she had some great bangers. I'm telling you, if you're a fan, like, or if you, even if you just like music, because it talks a lot about her process and writing and her writing partners and how they put that album together. Like, it was really interesting. Like, it's a really good, like, music doc. Did uh, Dave Coulier come up or? They did talk I... about if the song was about him, right? What's that? What's that song? What's their you ought to know hanger you ought to know yeah is it actually about him they did basic like they talked about if it was about him or not and you know obviously she's like no it's not and whatever but like you know hold on what because like did you ever watch the surreal life uh yeah 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 because 
on the season of the surreal life that he was on he's fully like yeah it was about me like dave coulier is under uncle joey thinks that song is about him but if you're dave coulier and uncle joey and you just said he's on the surreal life like yeah i'd be trying to to claim that song was about me too well i've got more questions than answers but sounds like i gotta check out alanis morissette music box so Music Box is actually a series on HBO oh. um, by, uh, I'm pretty sure Bill Simmons spearheaded it, but it's just a, a series of music documentaries. So like the first one was on Woodstock, uh, Woodstock 99. And yeah. It's actually like a really good doc as well. Um, there's another one on Alanis Morissette. There's another one on DMX. There's another one on, I can't remember, but yeah. I've seen the the first two, which were uh, Woodstock and Alanis Morissette. And again, I just love documentaries. So that's why I watch those. And yeah, pretty good. I'll have to check that out. Um, we still have to figure out how and when we're going to watch All-Stars. Oh, are we going to do that? We'll let the people decide. Have the people decided yet? I don't feel like I've gotten enough messages being like, yo, you have to watch it. We got to do it, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me ask you, where can the people message you on social media to let you know if we should recap All-Stars? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe to the pod, wherever you get your podcasts, like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Hit me up there. There, there were some comments there on the YouTube page, but still not enough. That's like, the one thing I will say, people are saying it's a pretty good season of All-Stars. The things that I've seen, the few comments I have seen. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say on, on the air right now. I'll, I'll let the people decide. Uh, well, please blow up Sheldon's spot to let him know one way or the other if we should recap All-Stars. And do likewise to me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. And if you celebrate, have yourself a Merry Christmas. And if you don't, have a Happy Holidays. Have yourself a Happy New Year. Because I guess, mm -hmm. actually, if we were to record next week, it would be before the New Year. So you guys have a week to let us know what we should be doing. Sheldon, did you know that to the Scots, New Year's Eve is more important than Christmas? A little fun fact about my people. It's true. It's a bigger deal. Um, so until next week, perhaps this was You Killed It. You Killed It.